Welcome to the WIPS Podcast, inspiring and empowering women to take the stage and up their game in the public speaking arena. My name is Chantal Bosset from Shabbos, leaders for your presentation, public speaking, and AV needs. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mary Shores, and she's from Champaign, Illinois, in the United States. Welcome, Mary. Thank you very much, Chantal. I'm very excited about today's episode. And I'm really happy that you agreed to join us. That will be great for our listeners. And let's start right off by you explaining and telling them what you do, what's your business, because you've been around and you've been doing great things. So I want them to learn about it. Sure. Well, I am an author, a speaker, and a CEO, and my business is a debt collections agency. And so right away, you know, that's an unusual business for a female to be in. Uh But years ago, and I mean many, many years ago, I developed a communication strategy that I call words that work. And I just sort of um, was able to create this based on like my own personal development, you know, being a seeker and always wanting to be the best version of myself that I could be. So I started studying psychology and neurology and neurochemistry, which led me to a communication strategy that when applied to people who owe a debt, it was really transformative because my mission really was that I wanted people to feel good about paying a debt because having a debt is such a psychological burden that it will stop people dead in their tracks from pursuing their dreams because they don't feel worthy. And so, you know, there was this definite moment of one day I looked at the phone and I said, I want the next person who calls to be happier at the end of the call than they were at the beginning of the call. And so that led my career in almost like a split, like a fork in the road where, you know, I'm still running this company, but at the same time, people started to become more and more interested in the words that work strategy. That is so interesting, especially in the type of business that you work in, and because usually it's really perceived as a very negative thing, and by what you're doing, you're just transforming it to a little bit more positive. In the end, you're happy, people are happy, so that's great, very interesting, and Since we're discussing public speaking, I would be interested to know, how was your first experience as a public speaker? Well, my, I guess technically my first experience was so many years ago. I used to be asked by clients to come in and teach them some billing strategies so that they would have less collections to begin with. And so my very first time, I remember my son was probably, I was pregnant with my second son. My first son was probably around six months old and I went to this little office and talked to them about some strategies and I had my son sitting on a blanket um, in the corner. So it was very uh, primitive and really, you know, no frills whatsoever. But the important thing is that there were people that needed the knowledge that I, that I had already been an expert in, even though I was a young woman only about 27 years old, I'd already had a lot of experience at this point because I'd been in the debt collections industry since I was 13 because my parents owned an agency before I did. Now, what I would say is like my real first experience was when my brother 
um, signed me up to, he went to this hospital and he said, oh, my sister, she can teach you, um, she can teach all of your customer service staff. And I was like, you told them I would do what? And, um, cause he was the doing sales. So he was just trying to get them their business. So as a way to get business, I guess he pimped me out to them. Oh, wow. And so I was, had to give a full day workshop and that was probably my real first experience. So I, uh, showed up there. I really had no idea what I was doing, but the impact that I made was huge because again, I had this knowledge and because of my personality type, which is very on the disc profile, it's very high D and high I, which means dominant influencer. Um, I was just a natural at it. And then also on the Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENFP, which ENFPs are considered like the inspirers the motivators, the champions, the cheerleaders, like they're very extroverted and, and also like exude a positive um, attitude and people are drawn into that. So it was just a natural fit for me. How interesting, especially the fact that you just weren't even aware of it. People, someone kind of pitched you in and <laughs> you had to pick up the ball and say, okay, I'm doing this one day workshop that was uh, probably a little bit unstable. Was it unstabling the first time that you did well, that? Well, you know, especially because I knew what I was up against in the, the time that this was happening was a very challenging time in healthcare in the United States. And a lot of things were misunderstood. There was a lot of changes happening and there was a bad financial crisis happening to where the hospitals, which prior to this time, prior to these cha challenging ex uh, financial times, they didn't really necessarily need to ask for payment up front. So the business model would look like uh, they could, they could like see patients and then send them a bill later. But because of the cha challenging financial situation that our country was in, it became very necessary to do what they called upfront collections which sure. looks like what it happens is if you have a co-payment, then you need to ask for that money at the time of service instead of waiting for the bill to come out. But the problem is, because that sounds very simple, but the problem is that the people who are responsible for asking this money had no training and they themselves have a relationship with money and with debt. And so they would have what I call this fear of the freak out. So there was this need to be able to teach them how to ask for money without internally feeling like a bad person or like how without, you know, being able to ask for money without internally feeling like they were stealing from someone or they had no business asking for this okay. money. So the need was there and the, I was able to provide the scripting and the language that would allow them to have the confidence because like whenever we're doing a job and you know, part of, part of public speaking is like what I do is empowering people to do their job in such a way so that they understand inside, outside, backwards and forwards, how to progress through their day without constantly needing to raise their hand and need help because needing help all day, every day is not empowering at all. But True. when someone knows when, when someone is a healthcare rep or a customer service rep and they know what to say, they know how to handle a situation, then they're going to get higher um, customer service ratings. The patient is going to be happier. They're going to be happier. The, 
the employee retention rate goes up. I mean, there's so many benefits to it. And then eventually what started happening was people started telling me that my workshop was changing their life. It wasn't just changing. It wasn't just changing their communication style. It was actually changing their life. Oh, that's awesome. And what is also interesting, that was your first public speaking experience. I would be curious to know, did you ever have any challenging experiences and what did you learn about them? Yes. So after a few years where I had been teaching this in other industries such as healthcare, IT, um, even at the local community college, just teaching it as a communications class. And um, I was challenged by someone at a personal development event to say, why don't you try to change the collections industry? Because, you know, just even the term debt collector is so negative and we know that there's a lot of abuses that go on in your industry. Why don't you teach them to do what you do? And I was like, I laughed at this guy and I said, <laughs> oh, these, these guys, you know, they don't want to change. They, they, you know, they think that their strategy is the way to go, even though after only one year of my strategy, my revenue increased 34% because mm -hmm. I was able to, I was able to create a connection with someone right. rather, rather than like abusing them, rather than dehumanizing the situation, I was able to create a deeper connection. And that deeper connection allowed me to increase my bottom line because I had fewer lawsuits and I had a higher revenue. So, you know, expenses went down, revenue went up. This is good for business. I think we can all agree with this. So I was, I was challenged by this person at a Tony Robbins event. And so I came home and I thought about it and I said, you know what? Yes. So I booked myself a speech at the, at a collections industry event. And okay. I am telling you, they, I mean, it was all but like metaphorically, I could feel them throwing tomatoes at me. Oh gosh. Like they Not just a good feeling like, okay, you know, that's cute what you're talking about, but like, you're ridiculous. So I was treated very badly. I really felt like, um, that no one was interested in what I had to say. But you know what's interesting? As a public speaker, you can, I, at least this is true for me, you can feel the energy of a room. Absolutely. There is some sort of energetic exchange happening. And so I felt their resentment towards me. Like I could, I could somehow, I, was, I could feel that. And I got through my presentation, but the rest of the day was rather awkward. You know, there was a dinner after and I just, yeah, that was my bad experience. And, and, you know, now it's all different. So that happened several years ago and now I am a, a sought out speaker in the industry and they are writing articles about my work and it has, it has come 180. So, you know, what okay. needed to happen was the more that I could authentically, authentically stay into who I am meant to be. And the more like I stayed into my principles and, and I did not waver, even though I had this first bad experience, that is what eventually starts to change the tide. Probably having patience to let, let it sink in. It's probably they just weren't ready to hear what you have to say. But after a while, they probably start to figure out, well, it might not be as crazy as we thought. 
So good for you for just keeping on and moving forward with what you thought was the good way to do business because it absolutely paid off with everything you do right now. And that was obviously something very challenging, but what would be your greatest memory from taking the stage? So um, I got the opportunity to speak at a Hay House event. Now, Hay House is my publisher. My book is called Conscious Communications, and it's a step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. And Hay House invited me to speak at a writer's workshop, and I was very honored to do so. And so Hay House events are... They are really high energy, and Hay House fans are are really all in. And so when I stepped off that stage, I gave a 20-minute talk. It was, I mean, I had a standing ovation, and when I got off that stage, I was literally mobbed like a rock star. So, you know, I was trying to get to the back of the room so that I could do my book signing, and I just had hordes of, especially women, like wanted to hug me, wanted to shake my hand, wanted to have a conversation with me. And that was definitely a proud moment because I knew that I had nailed it. Like I knew that I had the attention of every person in that auditorium. Wow. And how big was the crowd that time? Um, You know, it was still, I was hundreds of people. I don't know exactly how many, but you know, it was in a large, large conference room in a hotel and hundreds, great hundreds of people. Feeling. It mm-hmm. must have been very nice when we have that feeling that we grabbed everyone's attention. That is amazing. And I hope listeners will be inspired by that because, yeah, it means you can have challenges, but you can have very rewarding ones, too. And tell me, Mary, how do you prepare for your either speech or presentation? So I typically um, will start with whatever the theme of the event is, and I will want to start with, um, so let's say, for example, that it is a 20-minute speech. I'm going to figure out what is the main takeaway that I want them to have. So what do they, what do, what is the one thing that I want them to learn? Because as far as giving a speech, I always feel like it's the feeling that is most important. So I want to make sure that, that I am embodying a feeling. I'm, I'm really trying to show them how, how and what can be changed. And so it's like my job to paint this this picture of imagine a world where da 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 is true for you. Yes. Or, you know, imagine, imagine this and, you know, start with that and then sort of give them the basics of how to do that. I love it. There's a talk that I listened to from a speaking coach and he talks about how to create a silver bullet. And so he uses the, I think it's Lao Tzu, with the art of war. Okay. Where he says, all of warfare is deception. And it's just a really interesting theme of a speech because you could go through and you could say, well, you have to do this with your troops and you have to make, you could go through like a checklist of how to's, but if you can create this one central theme of all of warfare is deception 
that has such a more, that has such a deeper impact. And so, you know, when you're, when you're speaking and you're coming from this place of empowerment, you understand that the most important job you have is to create impact. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you that people will remember even more about how we made them feel than just simple lists or checklists or whatever else we're talking about because it has more impact. It triggers more brains if we have that emotion factor into it. The, and, and, you know, telling stories in a way that you learn how to tell stories that doesn't have too much details because people can get lost in the details, such as like, I was wearing a blue shirt. Nobody cares about your blue shirt. <laughs> you know, nobody cares that you had a headache unless it was like really important to the story. But when you learn how to tell a story in such a way that it makes a point where people can have a teaching moment through whatever your story, you know, one of the stories that I always tell when I, especially like if I'm speaking at a writer's conference is to say that for 10 years, I wanted to write a book and, but that I would go around and I would say to anyone who would listen to me that I wanted to write a book, but I'm not a writer. And the thing is that words are like a mirror to your subconscious mind. And so when you hear me say the words, I want to write a book, it's like you can see that written on my soul that I have come into this life with a purpose. But I have a big problem when the next words out of my mouth are, but I'm not a writer, because that's also revealing a belief system from my subconscious mind that as long as I am locked in by that belief, I'm never going to pursue this dream. And so this is a great story because number one, everyone can resonate with it because everyone has had a goal that they wanted to start a business or they wanted to become a public speaker or, you know, maybe they wanted to start a podcast, but then they say the thing they want and they follow it up with the but excuse of why they can't yes. have it. And so see, everyone can resonate with that little story. And then also they can have that aha moment like, oh my gosh, you know what? Those words are a mirror to our subconscious and words are very important and impactful. And so just, you know, that's an illustration of how to tell a very short story that has a point. Absolutely. Boy, do I like what you just said. And I hope listeners will grab all the great nuggets you had in there because it's so important. And that's why you have such a great impact on your audiences. And finally, Mary, what would be your one tip that you would give to women that want to take the stage in a more empowered way? You know, I would say to not have expectations um, in the industry that, you know, it's, it's, if you're wanting to get paid, you know, you've got to get a lot of experience first, but like one simple tip that you can all do um, immediately is one of the things that has really, um, increased my ability to speak is going on podcasts because podcasts are just another form of giving a speech. Absolutely. And so when, and so I have been on over 200 podcasts and it has really, it has brought this natural feeling to my public speaking. So instead of like feeling like I needed to follow a speech or follow an outline, I can be much more uh, I can be much more fluid and flexible in my presentation because the, the 200 podcasts I've been on have been like training for me. 
That's a great way to see it. And I totally agree because so many times I hear women, well, I've never, I've never done public speaking, but they teach in front of a class, they're educators, they go on podcasts, radio, webinars, all these places are places we put, we do public speaking and we have to just to agree that it has value. We have to stop downgrading what we've been doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do have, I do have a, a podcast class. If everyone, if anyone is interested, I'd be happy to give you the link for that. It's just a low cost um, podcast class online. It's only 90 minutes long, but it teaches you number one, a five-step process of getting booked on a podcast. And then number two teaches you how to be a great guest as you are on the show. Oh, that's great. And you know what, what we'll do anyway, since I always put links so people can follow you, can find you and can get to know more about what you do, we'll put that link too. So we'll make sure we put it underneath the player and they'll get the chance to go have a peek and you never know. I'm sure listeners would probably have loads of value by just going there and trying to figure out, okay, how can I get more comfortable? And that would be a great way to do it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, I do thank you very much for your time. You've shared so many valuable tips and information with the listeners. I sure hope they won't forget to follow the links and please go hook up and connect with Mary because you'll learn a lot of valuable things to help you grow as a woman and also as a business owner. So thank you very much, Mary. Thank you very much, Chantel. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell us what you think by commenting and even share with your own networks to inspire and empower others to do public speaking. 